either have a mother, we were birthed by a mother, we're married to a mother, we're looking for a mother. <laughs> so, 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 or we're about to become a mother, you know, so, or eventually we'll be mothers. Let's just say that. That's probably better, right? All right, so uh, this is a very interesting day. I didn't even think about it until my wife and her wonderful wisdom. Uh, she was, she was, uh, was, she was uh, thinking about my cousin and was uh, hoping she would be here because her mom passed at the, uh, right before New Year's. So while you were saying it, I didn't tell you. I was like, oh, that's right. This is the first Mother's Day. My mom is not here, who, who passed after Thanksgiving. So I hadn't thought about it. So we'll see how we'll see how this plays out. You didn't you didn't know. Uh, all right. So uh, we have been talking about unscrambling the mind for a while, and so <laughs> here we go. Uh, so Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, give me a second here. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so we have been talking about our scrambling in the mind. Wow. Uh, so the Lord had downloaded a word for it for moms, un- uh, a mother's understanding. So, so we're going to spend some time today unscrambling the mind of, of mothers today, all right? Amen. At least that's going to be the effort I'm going to put forth today. <laughs> all right. All right, so um, let's turn to, to uh, 1 Corinthians six twelve. You don't have, you're not prepared for everything. <laughs> you sure not. You know, there's certain things you have no control over. <sighs> Jesus Christ is Lord. All right, so 1 Corinthians 6, 12, it says, uh, All things are lawful unto me but all things are not expedient or not best. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So when it says lawful, pretty much, it's pretty much saying you can do whatever you want to do, really. But everything ain't best, right? So, 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 and, and, and here, this scripture really is, is talking about discernment. It's talking about discerning the ability to do what's best in our life. And how it relates uh, to mothers is, you know, they have to discern to do what's uh, best for their children. Um, But that's not it. They also have to have the strength to be able to carry it out. So you can recognize what's best, but it's hard to do. All right, so we got a little little Tatum over here having fun. Hey, what's up? (laughs) <laughs> What's up? I see you. I see you. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> you talking to me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. But, so, you have Tatum. And, and look, Tatum's, you know, Tatum's little fella, cute. It's fun. But they got to do what's best for him, which I'm going to explain here in a second. And um, so, what's best ain't always going to be cute. <laughs> you know, it's not always going to be cute. And, and so, it's harder for a mother because even from that, that connecting with that biblical cord, they feel the child's pain. Yeah. You know, us, us fathers, the child fall down, dad'd be like, get up. Not because he don't care about the child. He's teaching the child how to handle that fall, right? But it can look like the, the, the father doesn't care. Well, don't you care? Yeah, well, I care. I care enough that I haven't had to teach him how to handle falling down and getting up. But the mother feels that. You know, sometimes a, a mother... Uh, they feel it so much it's hard for them to carry out what's needed for the child. Like, you know, you give a child, you put them on punishment, and then you be like, okay, well, you can go. <laughs> I don't think the punishment had the effect. Or, or uh, so, so I tell this story all the time because this is the funniest story I know. So we was, uh, our son, we was going somewhere. So my wife said, uh, go to the bathroom before you leave the house. So, so what did my son do? He ain't go. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So we get to our destination. We waiting outside. He in the back. I got to go to the bathroom. So you know what I thought? This is what I thought. 
I was like, oh, no, no, no. We gonna, I'm going to make him sit until he almost burst. <laughs> what are you going to do the next time before he leave the house? You're going to go to the bathroom, right? Now, this is, that's a good wisdom, right? Somebody can I get some amen from the brothers, right? It's great wisdom. I couldn't carry it out. You know why? My wife was sitting next to me like, well, baby, I feel like I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, boy, go on to the bathroom. I'm dealing with both of y'all in here. But she was feeling it, right? She was just feeling it. You know, you know, like you, you know, if a, if a mother has to spank a child, she feels every lick. We don't feel nothing. No, seriously. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, we don't feel nothing. We can, we can spank, the Bible says beat the child and shall not die. We can carry that out. <laughs> Mama can't carry that out. The first lick she'd feel the child going to die. Because the child's screaming like he's going to die. Ah! Right? So, so it's just a different process, you know, to discern what's best for your child and then carry it out. Uh, a mother also has to have the strength to birth them to life. But guess what? But also the strength to birth them to purpose. See, see, because it's something to you got to carry that child until they're birthed in this life. But guess what? You got to carry that child through a process until they're birthed in the purpose. Right. Sometimes that's hard. We just figure it's over once they get here. Once they get here, we can. <laughs> he's so cute. They are cute. But guess what? Their purpose for something. They were birthed here for something. So now that's going to be a lot, lot, lot tougher, right? Um, if a mother stops short of the strength to just birth them to life, they'll be tempted to prize them as a trophy. Um, and that's dangerous. You don't want to hoard them to weakness. You know, like they're, they're your trophy. Have <laughs> my little trophy. No, no, you're just weakening them. You're weakening the child. Right. You want to um, help or offer them uh, to a to a place of strength. You want that child to have the strength to endure every test that comes at them so they can do what they're supposed to with their purpose to do. You know, it takes a lot. Uh, the Bible says uh, 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 Sarah received strength to birth or to conceive. So it takes a strength to even be impregnated with anything that has to be birthed. Uh, we're going to get into um, looking at it from a spiritual angle here in a second. So if you maintain that strength that births them to purpose, they'll rise and become God's treasure, not just a trophy. Right? If you maintain that same strength you use to, birth, to, to birth them, to help them to get into purpose, they'll actually become God's treasure. But if you, if you just keep Keep them as your little pet. Um, um, and I'm not trying to be funny, but, you know, sometimes you could just like it's, it's all about the same. You still trying to adore them from when they came out the, the, the womb, but they, they're here for something. Right. And you, you can you can weaken them. And they'll just they'll just be your trophy for the rest of your life. You got them at your house. Just looking at them and doing them. That's my baby. My baby ain't never leaving me. <laughs> right. And, and they're here for something. Here you have an eagle with wings and you won't allow him to fly, right? And that's dangerous. That's just dangerous. And, and so it's hard, you know, to, uh, to have this strength to do what's best for a child, especially because moms feel them. They, they're quick with those emotions. It's painful to release a child a purpose. Listen, it's painful. So it's, we're, trying to get a, we're trying to have a mother's understanding. It's painful. Now, you know, I remember, you know, as, as, as my son was growing, he didn't see it as painful. He, seen, he saw it as annoying. You know, like, mom, mom. Yeah, that, that was number one line. Mom, okay, mom, okay. You know, and um, not understanding that, that you, they'll let you go if you look like you can, you can fly. You know, when you look like you're struggling to fly, they're going to they're be holding you up. You know, <laughs> you know, you fly a kite, your mom's a be <laughs> <laughs> you, <know what> I mean? <laughs> you see the sun like let go man let go you know right so <laughs> now 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 so this is where the, what <laughs> this is where the dads kick in we have to keep an atmosphere that that 
feeds that mom so she'll have the strength. Um, because the mother has to avoid being impaired. She has to stay in the spirit. So a husband must stay sharp enough to keep the atmosphere conducive to strengthening and empowering and in loving the wife to produce the fruit of nourishment that even he needs. So, 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 uh, this guy uh, is a uh, uh, Reverend Keith Reed is, I think he's a bishop now out of, uh, Pennsylvania. And he taught a sermon on, um, uh, his own marriage, but he was saying how women are like vines. So, so, so vines in the right temperature, they grow and they cling. They cling, and eventually they produce fruit. And he was like, the husband's supposed to get drunk off the wife's grapes, right? He says, but vines, if the temperature is up and down, all over the place, he said the, 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 uh, the vines will go wild. They'll be all over the place. Somebody else will be getting drunk off your wife's grapes. All right, anyway, so, so... <laughs> He said, so, so he's like, you know, you got to keep the temperature consistent. You know, that's why when you're single, it's dangerous to just be around all types of people. You know, you want to stay in the presence of God because what that does is that keeps your, your, your that keeps you clinging. You want to stay clinging to God. If you just expose yourself to all different types of situations and people, you'll grow wild. Right. Uh, and, and then the husband that you're supposed to find won't, won't be able to find you. you. You're all over the place. Right. So. So. All right. You got me. I right, so. 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 The scripture says this. Let's look at Ephesians five. Let's look at Ephesians five. I'm not going to rush, but we ain't going to be here long. So Ephesians five and um, probably see this a little different way. Uh, verse 18. It says, that, it says, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, that scripture saying is, don't be drunk with things that intoxicate you from the world. Saying, be drunk with the Spirit. Be drunk in the Spirit, right? Because the things of the world impair your vision. If you're, if you're drunk in the Spirit, you see clearly, right? You see clearly. Um, uh, verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Right. It says giving thanks always for all things under God, the father in the name of the Lord Jesus. And look at verse 21. It says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For a husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives. This is this is key even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So laid down his life, he gave himself that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself, uh, to, to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself for no man ever yet, hateth his own flesh but nourishes it you know nourisheth and cherisheth it <laughs> even as the lord the church so nourishing and cherishing so we take care of ourselves you know guys take care of you take care of yourself whether you work out whatever you do you take care of yourself so it's saying you should take care of the wife and then it says uh like christ loved the church he gave his life he gave what was important to him so we can get what's important to us so that's how, what you do when you start to create that type of atmosphere, the woman sees value in herself. So now she doesn't leave her duty to uh, nourish and pour into those kids because she's filled up. So she takes her overflow and pour into the kids. But if she's starving, she'll try to run and quench herself, feed herself at the expense of nourishing and taking care of those kids so it's kind of a chain reaction it's the same thing when we're single we're supposed to be so filled up with overflowing the presence of God that we're supposed to pour into the people around us that God sent into our life to nourish to cherish and to grow right so you know lives are dependent on us um and this is you know something the Lord was showing me um 
the birth of a great child begins with a great mom. The birth of a great child begins with a great mom. Now, we're going to bring this home uh, to every aspect of motherhood here in a second. But I, I, I heard this testimony of Juanina Bynum. And she's been in stadiums. She's, she's spoken in stadiums and things of that nature. And so one might say, how does she get to stadiums? And they may think, you know, she had favor. She really studied the word out. You know, boy, she's really in that word. Um, and she, she, obviously, she's in the word. She, she's teaching it. Um, she probably, man, she, she really prayed up something to be in stadiums. And I'm sure she prayed and things of that nature. But if you go back to her history, uh, she wasn't the only child. <clears throat> but there was things that she couldn't do that her sister could. Sister went out to certain parties and stuff like that. She couldn't go. And so one day she asked her mom, she says, I don't get it. Since I was, since I was five years old. They're doing this. Why can't I? Yeah, we think this sometimes. I don't understand why they're allowed to do this. And I'm not allowed to do it. And the mom said, you don't understand. God showed me a long time ago what was birthed in you. So, you so, so I had a responsibility to do what was best for you, not what was comfortable for me. So no matter how much you kicked and screamed, I had an assignment to make sure I protected you so you can get to your platform. And a lot of us have the same responsibility. You know what I'm saying? So like we, 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 there's so much in us that, you know, some of us at our jobs and we're like, man, I'm just not feeling this. I just can't take this because that ain't your platform. You see what I'm saying? It, 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 some of us are, people treat us like we've, we fruity and flaky. You know why? Because you're gifted. <laughs> You gift it, and that gift is supposed to be for a particular platform, not for us to sit in isolation at the house. That gift ain't for that. That gift is for other, other that fruit is for other people to partake of. That's what the, that's what the challenge is. And so it takes a special uh, sanctification for us to get at certain levels. So while we're sitting around maybe sometimes thinking about ourselves, sometimes thinking about our own pleasures, we don't realize we're responsible for some gifts. Some of us are supposed to be interceding at a whole nother level. But we can't do that because we're in ourselves. And, and, our, and, our, and our children and our family are dependent on it. But you can't do that if you're clouded, right? If you're not operating the level of strength. Because it takes strength to pray, doesn't it? Sometimes you don't feel like praying. Ain't that right? You just say amen, you know, whether, whether you, I know it, you know. You know, sometimes you don't feel like reading, right? Amen. Yeah, you can say amen, just get it out, get it out. I, know, I already know, like, come on, I, I'm just, I just figured we'd do this together, you know, as a family, you know. You know, so I figured I'd get some, I'm not going to bust you out. You ain't reading? I'm not, not doing that. <laughs> I ain't rolling like that. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you don't feel like it. But the thing is, if you understood what it was costing you, you would read all the time. If you knew what it was costing you, you would never go a day without reading or praying, right? I, so so, 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 so we, we, we've determined the fact that God equipped these, these wonderful moms, right, to birth greatness, right? But, they, you, but it takes a great mother to take care of a great child. Now, some of y'all are like, well, I don't know where my great mother at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you here, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, that's not a guarantee either, right? You know, plenty of people have a, 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 a discarded ch their children. You know, uh, some of them, literally, I'm talking about like, put them in the trash. Okay, all right, so just, just hang in there, hang in there. Don't, this is not about it's not for condemnation or conviction. It's making sure we make the take the next best step from here. All right. All right. So let's look at Luke. This is so powerful because these are examples here. Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. You get a chance. You probably just want to just read through the whole Luke chapter one. I know it's a lot of verses, but uh, might want to be your study this week. So Luke one twelve. Luke 1 12 it says and when Zacharias saw him he was troubled and, and fear fell upon him basically we saw the angel 
presence of God. It says, but the angel said unto him, he saw an angel, angel said, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayers heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. Elizabeth was barren. It says, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness. Now look, he said, Zacharias will have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Based on his child's birth, what was going to be birthed out of the woman, the man will have joy and gladness. Y'all think I'm just talking about children, do you? Based on what God was birthing in the woman, it was going to produce joy and gladness for some people around her. Okay? Just keep that in mind. Um, it says, look, look, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor st strong drink. As you can see, two different designations. <laughs> he covered both of them. <laughs> Cover wine and strong drink. He says, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. We just read that scripture. Be filled with the spirit. Don't be drunk with wine. It says, even from his mother's womb. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute. So he just talked about him not drinking wine and strong drink, even from his mother's womb. Now, how is that possible? The mom got, what'd you say? She can't have none either. <laughs> okay. Like even before the child is birth, you can't even see the child. Child's not even here. Look, look, you can't see what God's trying to birth in you. It's not even here. But there's, a, there's, there's something that you're supposed to be doing before it's manifested. No, 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 not wait till it's manifested. Before it's manifested, there's something you're supposed to be doing. Right? Why is in your womb? You still think I'm just talking about children, don't you? All right, okay, all right, all right. Hang in there, hang in there. Work, work, with, work with the pastor right now. All right, it says, look, and many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord, their God. Look, look, so, 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 so because of what she's going to do, before what's in her is birth, right, it says many children shall be turned to, the, to God, right? Look, look, look at else. Look what else. And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah. Look, 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 and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready people prepare, prepared unto the Lord. All that's going to take place based on what's birthed in her. People turn to the Lord. Fathers back to the heart of their children. What are we dealing with in our culture? Fathers almost pretending the kids don't exist. Right? But it's saying if, if you do what you're supposed to do, birth what you're supposed to birth, prepare yourself to birth what's in you, all types of stuff's going to change. People are going to come back to the Lord. Fathers are going to come back to their children. We're not just talking about a child being born here. I, I'm, I'm using it as an allegory. Yes, we're talking about the child, the, the child that's been born in your house, that's been birthed, but we're also talking about what God is trying to birth in you. And, and acting like you know it's going to be birthed and you need to prepare for it now. Not waiting until it manifests, right? All right, you, you with me? Y'all still here? You good? All right, so based on what will be birthed, right? And then um, let's go to verse 27. Verse 27, uh, verse 26, it says in the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto uh, a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Nazareth is like Newark, where I'm from. It's like the hood. <laughs> right. So so I'm explaining that later. Yeah. I, why y'all laughing? Newark ain't that bad. It's just different. Right, Lewis? Where Lewis at? It's just different, right? Thank you. See? <laughs> All right. It, said, <laughs> it says, look, now verse 27, to a virgin espoused to a man. Look, look. I know y'all might not have looked this hard, but it says to what? A virgin, right? Espoused or connected to a man whose name was Joseph. So she was a virgin and she was with Joseph. Did y'all get that? All right. It says, of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary and the angel came into her and said hail thou art highly favored the Lord is with thee 
Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at the same. Like, and cast in her mind, when we said we're trying to unscramble that mind, what manner of salutation should this be? How am I blessed? Like, she didn't even see herself like that way. She didn't go, yeah, I know. <laughs> she was like, you talking about me? <laughs> like, I ain't even done nothing. I'm barely with this dude, Joseph. <laughs> I'm hoping he don't leave me. <laughs> right? It says, and the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Now, you got to think about this. An angel come to you telling you you have favor with the God. And, and you know, how many of you would have like, man, man, stop playing. I'm in the dream. Right? Verse 31, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Now, she's really tripping now. I'm barren. You tell me I'm about to receive a child. It says, look, and bring forth the son of his and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. So he's going to be a king. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Look, seeing I know not a man. I'm with Joseph, but I haven't had sex. How is this possible? What are you talking about? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, uh, come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. This is, and you know, just in case you, you, you're kind of a little nervous, behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it be it unto me according to what? Thy word. And the angel departed from her. All right, so here, like, like, she's like, whoa, what's going on here? And then my cousin, she went through the same thing. And, and you read the story out. It says she went to Elizabeth and, and John was inside. He, he started dancing in her womb. Because you have God's gift birthed in you and God's gift is birthed in me. And that's when you get around people and they have something birthed in them from God and there's something from you birthed from God. Something start happening in the conversation. Something start getting, just getting stirred up in you. That's why you want to be around people that are impregnated by God. Right? Notice he sent, he didn't send her to the people she was hanging, hanging around the whole time. He sent her around some different people. People that were impregnated by God. Because they were going to stir up something in her that was connecting to something that was in the other person. You understand what I'm saying? So here Jesus is, now Jesus is great. You, you have the Messiah on the inside of you. You got the Messiah. So now your responsibility is at a whole nother level. You flowing totally different now. How do you operate now? You got, you got God's great gift on the inside of you. See, again, y'all looking at the story of Mary. But God is speaking to everybody here. Because who's to say you don't have a Messiah in you? Who's to say you don't have something from God that's supposed to change the world in you? Are you operating that way? Yes, with your children are you operating that way, but are you operating that way what God has impregnated you with? Are you caring for it like it's supposed to change the world? Or are you taking it for granted? Yeah, we talked about Nazareth. I said Nazareth is like Newark, right? The interesting thing is, you know, yeah, uh, uh, as Jesus was uh, ministering, they said, ain't that dude from Nazareth? Is there any good thing can come out of Nazareth? That's why I said it's like Newark, <laughs> right? But the interesting thing is they were looking at, they were looking at where he was from. See, this is the thing. You better watch despising something that seems like it's not shiny and it's in a barn Bec and, and, and getting distracted by something that's shiny in a palace. See, if you, if you study it out, King Herod was in the palace. King Herod was in the palace. The king that, that lost his mind. He was in the palace. 
Jesus was with the hay in the barn. The, something that was supposed to impact the world. The greatest thing that's supposed to impact the world wasn't in a shiny place. See, and that's what we do. We, we run after what's shiny and despise God's gifting right in front of our face, right in our house. Right in our house. Some, some people got that. <laughs> right in our house. Well, we, we run around looking for stuff and it's right in front of us. See, they had to care for Jesus in the young years. He wasn't a Messiah then. He wasn't slapping clay on people's eyes and healing them. He hadn't walked on water. He hadn't fed 5,000 and 7,000 and 15,000. He hadn't done that yet. But they had to operate. They had to treat him as if he had that possibility. At every level of our life, we're exposed to the same level. We, uh, things that are at an adolescent stage, a young stage. And sometimes we're so busy ignoring it because, like, when it starts to shine, everybody's going to run to it. How come you can't value it in its process? Like, these guys are great. Zamain could be the next Messiah. You got to look at it that way. But you can't wait till he's rolling because you just like some of these guys, you know, their parents be showing up after they, they uh, pros. Like, hey, son, how you doing? Really? <laughs> I know you. Everybody want to show up when you have arrived. But who's with you in the, on the journey? Who's with you on the journey? See, all of us have people around them on the journey. This church is on the journey. Yeah, we all have stuff around us on the journey. How do we operate then? Can we see? See, it takes discernment. That's why I said you have to have a mother's understanding to even recognize it. Mary had to see some things that no one else could see. And she had to be patient like nobody else could be patient. Through, through Jesus, because Jesus saw things different. Remember, he, how you leave your family? You 12, your family rolling out in the desert, and you just leave the family. You just decide you're going to hang out at the church. They roll in three days. They went three days. I don't know how you forget about your kid for three days. <laughs> just, you know, you got to process through that. Like, how do you just, like, what's going on when you just forgot Jesus? Supernatural birth. Wise men came to visit him, bringing them treasures and gold. How'd you forget about him for three days? But anyway, they forgot about him for three days. <laughs> then they go back looking for him. So now that, 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 we, we could say Jesus was a runaway. <laughs> He's gone for three days and doing his own thing. Then when they showed up, he didn't show up. I was looking for you. He's like, don't you know about my father's business? Basically, he, uh, remember we was driving, we was driving and, uh, I was telling them, my parents, uh, I was raised with foster parents when I came to my parents. I'm a, uh, I'm a math guy, and I've always been able to solve problems. I always help, I've been helping people all my life. So my dad, you know, we walking. This is the first day we met. We walking, and he was like, I wonder how we should do such and such. Well, nobody said nothing. And I, I, I figured the problem out as soon as he said it. I was like, oh, dad, we can just do this over here. You got a smart mouth, don't you? <laughs> you shared a problem. I gave you the solution. But see, I was, I, I was out of place. You know, I wasn't supposed to be saying nothing. You, you, you 14, shut up. You know, ain't nobody. I was asking, but we weren't asking you. <laughs> you don't have a voice. You're 14. Well, that's Jesus in the temple. Don't you know I'm out of my father's business? First of all, you've been going for three days. You should have kept up. Now you out here in the temple talking to these older guys like you think you smart. You know, you got a smart mouth, don't you? I can see the parents. You got a smart mouth, don't you? Then when we like, man, we've been looking. Now, think about it. Imagine the uh, anxiety. 
Now, probably not Joseph. You know, Joseph probably rolled a little different. Now the dads, you rolling different. But Mary, I guarantee you, Mary was in panic mode. We done lost the baby. You know, the Messiah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so she shows up in panic mode. We've been looking for you. Oh, my God. We've been, oh, baby. Mom, mom, mom. Like my son, you say, mom. Don't you know about my father's business? Back up off me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, but she had to, she, they had to have a level of wisdom. She, she had to have a mother's understanding to tolerate that. Because the Bible didn't say she, she, she knocked him out or, 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 you know, smacked him upside his head. It didn't say that. I know some of y'all mothers probably would have. Who do you think you're talking to? Right? <laughs> Been looking for you for three days and you're going to get smart. But what I'm saying is like, it's a whole nother level of understanding to, because the scriptures kept saying, Mary pondered things in her heart. Like, this information is going to be necessary. I'm going to have to recognize something here because he is the Messiah. Now, as much as I've been told that, I don't know how that's going to manifest. Actually, I don't even know what a Messiah is. I've never seen one. We have no example of one. But he's what they said, Messiah, whatever that's going to be. Son of God, I don't know what that is. Never seen one. Don't have an example of one. We'll see how that manifests. I don't know how he's going to save the world. Maybe he's going to be a top soldier or something. But she's pondering. Remember when uh, the first miracle, it was Mary said, listen, whatever he tells you to do, do it. She, something in her said, it's the time. Jesus said it wasn't his time. He kind of was operating on default compliance. He wasn't trying to jump out there. It's like, it's not my time. She ignored what Jesus said. If you read through it in John chapter 2, she ignored Jesus and was like, whatever he says, do it. Jesus had already said, it's not my time. Know, know what Jesus is basically saying? Listen, leave me alone. Ain't nobody out here trying to perform for you. I'm good. So you would think it would be over. She almost like pretended he didn't talk and said, whatever he says, do it. Almost like he's going to tell you something. He don't realize it right now, but he's about to open his mouth because I heard from God. Well, how, did she, how was she able to hear from God? How was she able to hear from God about her son? Why did she know it was his time to do his first miracle and he didn't? There was something she had to be doing to set herself apart to have that level of discernment. Something she, she needed to do to know how to instruct them in that moment. Right? See, see, it's a mother's understanding is at a whole nother level. See, 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 that mother, let's go to uh, Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. I was just meditating on this, and it's, it's amazing. Um, actually, when you get a chance, read Proverbs 31. <laughs> just for the sake of time. Like, that virtuous woman that says she conducted business. Uh, what's the, my wife's line that says, she always says, uh, her husband doeth safely trust her. Now, I don't know how many of y'all married, but very few husbands be trust. He tapped his chest like he married. If you was married, I'd be knocking you upside your head right now. All right, so, so he says safely trust her. Very few husbands be safely trusting their wives. Can I get some amens? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like well, you know what I mean by safely trust? Like, they're, they're almost like, nah, baby, I, I'll take care of that. Nah, 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 I don't. Questioning everything. But it's, <laughs> you know, but it said he safely trusts her. Now nah, you got that. You know what you're doing. Nah, 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 you go ahead. That means she's operating a whole nother level of wisdom. She has, she, she has some, uh, some, some faith victories on her belt, right? Like she came through with some different level of wisdom. And that's the same level of wisdom Mary had to operate on, Elizabeth had to operate on, uh, Hannah had to operate in. Like, like when you have greatness inside of you, you can't operate normal. And we be trying to conform. And that's why sometimes our, 
we, our minds get scrambled. Our minds get scrambled because we're, we, we spend too much of our time uh, trying to wrestle with circumstances. That's not our job. Our job is to cast our cares, not carry them. The scripture says, be worried for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto him. Philippians 4, 6. You know, why is it? And then it says, think on these things. Things on things that are lovely, they're pure. Then say, think on, I don't think they like me. I think they think I'm crazy. I think they think I'm not smart. I think they think I'm weak. I think I, they think I'm stupid. I think they think I'm ugly. I think they think I'm fat. Listen, would you just shut all that down, please? Because ain't nobody got time to be thinking all that. That's why the scripture tells you what to think on. So you'll get mad at somebody else because you're thinking all the wrong things. You think, look, some of us, we think so much, we think for everybody else. <laughs> like thinking for yourself ain't enough. You're going to think for me too. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Did you ask me? How many of y'all done got offended based on assumption? I heard you say it. Assumed intent. Well, that's, that's somebody that's listening to the sermons, right? How many of us got, got offended based on assumptions? How many of us have alienated ourselves from our church family based on what they think they may be thinking, but haven't talked to none of them? Okay, put your hands up. I, I ain't, no, ain't nobody gonna put their hands up. Don't, don't put your hands up. Don't put your hands up. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I don't think you like me. How many of you have went to somebody and said, I don't think you like me? Look, you probably came to a conclusion. You haven't talked to the person. You in your own head thinking somebody don't like you. Or, or guess what? I don't think that. Look, look, listen. They, they, used to, they used to think I was number one. I think I have to move back to number eight. Based on what? There's more people on the team? Got to help them too, right? But we ain't out, we, we thinking too, see, we got to get out of our heads and get in the spirit. Because what it's doing, see, the adversary, once, once he gets you there, he got you. He got you. There's somebody right now saying, oh, he's just talking to me. Listen, if, if I'm not going to tell you to have a show of hands, but if we put a show of hands, majority, majority of people in here think that way. That's how the say gets us. Get us, man, we get all depressed and, and, and then let's say if you did something stupid this week or last week or the week before or all them weeks together. <laughs> you thinking everybody's thinking about everything you did that week. How they know? Don't nobody even know. They dealing with they mess. I tried to, Oh, she go, well, I tried to share this with my mom one time. She was like, wow. She was mad at somebody else. I won't get into all that. I was like, I said, that person ain't thinking about you. They thinking about all the mess they dealing with. I said, I'm not saying you're not important. It's just they, they dealing with their stuff. Nobody's, nobody's got time to be thinking about all that. Listen, as pastors, we ain't. We dealing with people all over the country. We ain't got time to be sitting there going, I can't believe they did that. Are you kidding? Everybody's growing. We ain't got time to be thinking that. We, we ain't sitting around the house going, mm-hmm, look at him, look at him. Ain't no good, never will be no good. No, know what you're thinking? You're thinking like that, that, that uncle, aunt, parent that told you that. We're not them. And when I met my wife, I, I used to go, we used to be sitting there eating at dinner. I used to be going, hello, it's Keith. Whoa, hey, signal, it's Keith. I'm like, I'm not them, dude. I'm not those guys. We're not those pastors. This is not that family. Nobody's thinking all that. You don't have time to think. See, you went, the, the, first, the first trick of the enemy is get you in your head. Then once he gets you in your head, he'll tell you what to think. And there's always worst case scenarios. How come, he ain't, how come you ain't sitting there? Man, I just got a positive overload. I just, I'm always thinking something positive. I just can't, Terrell, I can't take it. Every time I turn around, I'm thinking something positive. I'm thinking too positive. <laughs> I just need a negative thought. 
How, how come your head ain't flooded with positive thoughts? Because that's an option too, ain't it? How come it's always the worst thing? I'm sorry, that was I said that wrong. How come it's always the worst things? Like like ten thousand worst things. Why? Ain't nobody li listen, listen. I'm gonna help you. Secret, newsflash. Nobody's thinking that. Nobody, and I'm telling you, nobody's thinking it. I'm telling you. I tell you for a fact. Listen, I've had people sit down with me and say, I didn't think you liked me. I was like, really? Like, where'd you get that assumption from? Like that, I, she'll tell you, I don't know anybody I don't like. There's some behaviors that rub me the wrong way. But I'm not a not, I've never been that way. Even if you've done me wrong. Listen, we, I counsel people that's done me wrong. Like, I'm just not that guy. Like, I'm, I'm not sitting around thinking, you know. You said that's a lot? You said that's hard to do? No, it's not. Well, it would be hard for Keith. It's not hard for Jesus. <laughs> it's not hard for Jesus. Jesus could do it, man. And trust me, it is Jesus. It's not Keith. My cousin Karen tell you, Keith is, he, that, that dude's a, that he could be a Keith. He gone though. He died. He's crucified with Christ. <laughs> right? All right, so 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 <laughs> the Bible says that Proverbs 31 woman, it says strength was her clothing. Not fear. Not paranoid. Not insecurity. It says strength was her clothing. I mean, I get it. I mean, I know, you know, as men, they had their suits and they do business. But they said, they said that woman conducted multiple businesses. That woman, man, her family was taken care of at a whole nother level. Like, we do one extra thing and we go, I can't do that. And plus, I'm a female. And I ain't got time for all that. I, I got to look good. I might read a couple of scriptures and go to work. That's about it. Ain't nobody got time to be doing that extra stuff. That's for, that's for y'all. That's for you, pastor. Read the Proverbs 31 woman. You might want to read it every day. She's ridiculous. Phenomenal. And that's what, that's what God wants us to be, right? At a whole nother level. So, so see, your life is not limited. Uh, take this the right way. You know, <laughs> well, take it anyway. You can, you're going to take it the way you're going to take it, but your life is not limited to looking good. You must also take the next steps to being sharp. So look good, please. please look good. Don't I mean, don't be walking out of the house. You know, <laughs> go back home. You know, <laughs> you know. So so go ahead, look good. Um, and see, you you want to be sharp. So if you don't sharpen your mind with the word, you won't recognize God's sent opportunity for you to save some folks. See, that nurturing nature is not limited to even your household. God has designed you to mother many. Mother many. Um, so, so you won't recognize opportunities to save, change, or resurrect your life, your family's life, and your family's legacy. See, if you don't sharpen your mind, God's constantly sending opportunities for you to resurrect your life, Resurrect your family's life from wherever you, I mean, we talked about this on Resurrection Sunday, right? God can resurrect you from there. But if you don't sharpen your mind, and which takes a lot of discipline, takes a lot of word, right? If you don't sharpen your mind, you won't even recognize it. You know, you just be, you know, you, you'll be weary and well doing. You'll just give up. It's too hard. I don't understand. I, but I watch y'all, like, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the mothers, but I watch y'all. You understand what you want to. Listen, some of y'all some great investigative reporters. <laughs> no, for real. Lord knows if you really are, are either in love or you like somebody. Listen, that person don't know you have everything. You, you, you know where they're going to be, what time they're going to be there. Everybody they talk to, every text message they got. How do you understand? How do you understand the navigator? You ain't know nothing about technology. Now you, you done figured out how to even get their, their records. How'd you do that? 
You don't understand. Some of y'all probably got go cameras and stuff like that, you know, planted. Good idea, Pastor. Good idea. Didn't think about that one. <laughs> go cameras, you know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we understand what we want to understand. If you read that Proverbs 31 woman, she was sharp, but she had to grow to be sharp. Don't excuse yourself away from sharpening your understanding because you could be missing something. I think about this like, 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 I think about Ruth. If Ruth didn't sharpen her mind, she wouldn't have heard from God. She would have followed the flow. And what was the flow? Her mother, Naomi, said, listen, I ain't got no more kids. Y'all ain't going to have no more legacy. I ain't got no more children for y'all to have, to, to, for y'all to, to marry. Y'all going back to your family and find somebody. Ruth was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to roll with you. She's like, no, 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 no. Look, look, at your, look at your other sister, your sister-in-law. She done left. Go home with her. There's nothing. Look, she said, she's telling her, there's nothing here. This is wilderness. There's no, there's no hope. There's nothing shiny. Why waste your time with this uncertainty? Ruth heard something a little different. Because she sharpened her understanding. She heard from God. Oh, no, I'm rolling with you. Wherever you go, listen, if I got to die with you, listen, if I got to die with you in this uncertainty, fine. But God told me to stay with you. Look, God told me to stay connected to you. Stay connected to my mother and the spirit on her life to sow into her, to care for her. To follow her, to be with her, with, look, 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 with nothing in my face that's going to bless me. Just because, give all that I have to, to mama. She rolled with her, guess what? Guess what she ran into? Boaz. She didn't know Boaz was even an option. They rolled up in the town. Yo, yo, that... He related to you? You don't mind if I go out there and, you know, grab a few ears of corn for us, do you? I heard from the Lord again. He told me to go grab some corn. <laughs> I might have some favor, you know, with this guy. Her whole life changed because she pressed into her mom. Now, was that her biological mom? Uh-oh. I'm just, I'm just saying. See, the thing is, sharpen your discernment. Look through these, these women in the Bible. Rahab saved her family. She operated in a level of wisdom in uh, Joshua chapter 6, 23 to 25. You can write it down. Her wisdom saved her entire family. When the children of Israel came in to wreak havoc, to take everybody out. Oh, when they walked in, they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you run into Rahab and their family, lead them alone. So as their kingdom was prospering, Rahab's family prospered too. All the other families got taken out. It didn't say uh, Rahab's husband. It didn't say the dad. Rahab, her wisdom saved her family. You have so many situations in the Bible. Man of God's coming through town. See, this is the other thing, man. The man of God's coming through town. The wife says, husband, that's a man of God. Listen, let's just set up a place uh, where he, well, when he come through, he could, just, he could just hang here. We'll feed him. We'll love on him. You know, you know, <laughs> she, know what she's saying? Man, we bringing that anointing up in our house. She was like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to care for the man of God. Husband didn't say that. The, the, the wife. See, the atmosphere was so conducive that the wife was sharp. Because there wasn't no craziness in the house. The wife was sharp. She's like, hey, husband, no, we're going to take care of that dude. And then the, the, the man of God came to her. Listen, you guys been taking care of me. What do y'all want? Listen, don't ask me. She was like, don't ask me what we want. No, 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 no. I really want to know what y'all want. Listen, don't, you probably don't want to ask me because what I'm going to ask for is impossible. He said, what do you want? He says, she says, I know I'm old. We ain't no children. I want a son. 
He said, no problem. She got a son because she cared for the man of God. And the son died. Died, dead died. She, look, the husband, it wasn't the husband. I got you. It wasn't the husband, it was the, it was, it was the wife. She said, oh, this is what you do. Take the son, put him up in the room. Uh, honey, grab one of the service, go, go get that man of God. That, listen, that man of God gave us a son. So if that man of God gave us a son, I don't care what got to happen today. I've never seen it happen before, but some type of miracle is going to happen because that man of God wouldn't have allowed us to have a son for him to be dead. She didn't read, the, read through it. She didn't panic. She didn't get worried. She didn't, oh my God, what's going on? She didn't do none of that. She was calm, cool, collective. Let's just go get the man of God. Now, I ain't got nothing to do with this. Go get the man of God. That boy's raised from the dead. All because she was able to pick up. She discerned what to do to operate in wisdom. Another young lady has heard her son was about to die. The man of God comes up to her. They, now, they're they about to die. He said, what's going on? Now, God told the man of God, I'm sending you to this woman to take care of you. When he shows up, they're ready to die, and they only have their last meal. So the man of God had to be smart enough to go. And this is what he said. He said, well, make me something to eat first. She said, maybe you didn't hear me. We're about to die. This is our last meal. Okay, I, I heard you. Just make me something to eat first. See, see, you got to be able to pick up stuff. That woman said, whoa. See, see, she was sharp enough to recognize, listen, son. I know the son was like, mom, like, Man of God, he awfully selfish. <laughs> Why don't he just like perform a miracle, get his own meal? <laughs> Why are you trying to eat our food? But see, God was trying to make an exchange, man. She made him something to eat, and it said that they didn't want for nothing after that. She saved her family's life because she had to recognize what to do when a man of God instructed her. But if she was all in her head, she was thinking for everybody, thinking all these different things, she wouldn't have been able to pick up that signal. It would have been confusing. Was that God or was that me? Why are you thinking that? Your family going to die. You see what I'm saying? She had to be able to pick up that signal. But if she was depressed, if she was in worry, if she was offended, if she was in lust, she wouldn't have been able to get to pick up the signal. See, so it's not me Hey, here you go again, talking about drinking, smoking, lust. Now listen, if you want to go drink and smoke and lust, do whatever, you, go ahead. Okay, somebody going to take that sound bout out. A uh, local pastor in Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> told the people to go ahead and drink, smoke, and lust. <laughs> Don't go to that church. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, the first scripture, all things are lawful. If you go do that, you can go do that. What I'm trying to say is, it's not about it's not about, well, people, uh, alcohol is legal. To who? Is it legal? Is it, is it Bible legal or worldly legal? What are we playing off of? Because we're kingdom kids, right? Uh, but see, uh, now as soon as marijuana gets legal, all y'all going to be smoked out at the job then too, right? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> some people laughing because they was like, how'd you know? All right, so... <laughs> What I'm saying is, this is what people aren't telling us. They're not telling us it impairs our, our ability, it impairs our vision. It impairs our ability to pick up on God's signal. Now remove God's signal, will you die if you smoke a joint? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people actually died, you know, they could, unless they got some bad stuff, you know. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know, you know, I'm sure people have had accidents drinking alcohol and stuff like that. But it's about, what do we say at the church? We have to fight to see. Can you afford to miss God's signal? It could, it, it could, it could, it could affect your child's greatness. It could affect your greatness. And it could affect what God's trying to, the platform God's supernaturally trying to advance you to. The platform God's supernaturally trying to advance you to. You see what I'm saying? Like that, but we, and then we were, sometimes, you know, I, I get it. We're like, why am I depressed? Because you're not in place. Your thirst is not going to be quenched there. 
Your thirst is quenched in your, on your platform, in your place with God's provision. That's why. Anything outside of that is depressing. It is. Trying to be them is depressing. Trying to wear them is depressing. Trying to fly with their wings is depressing. What is the thing? Uh, trying to fight. Uh, 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 what does the song say? You try to fight a, a, a battle with armor that don't fit. What, what is that? That's a uh, that's surrender. That, yeah, surrender, right? Uh, trying 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 to lift a sword that's too heavy. It, it, it's paralleling when David was when they, David was supposed to fight Goliath and Saul tried to give him his armor. He like, man, I can't wear this. Man, I won't even be able to move in this. And I can't listen. I can't even operate with you. this. Was customized for you, man. I just roll with my stones. That'll work for me. God breathing on my stones is a whole lot better than me wearing your supposedly great armor. And it's the same thing. We, we're trying to wear other people's choices, other people's path. You know, I was talking to Bay, Bay. I was talking to my boy, right? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, he got this job, trucking company, man. I was thinking about doing that too. Did God tell you to do that? See, we got to pick up signals, man. Pick up, see clear. See clear. Because God's trying to steal our ability to see. And it, it, not God. The world's trying to steal, the adversary's trying to steal our ability to see. And that's what's affecting us. And so, so, I know we've been talking about mothers, and, and the reason why is because God's equipped them uh, supernaturally to help, to heal, to strengthen, to nurture, to guide. He's it's supernatural. And, 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 and at the same time, the adversary's been trying to scramble those minds up, you know, trying to really scramble the minds up. So, so the goal is for us to, to create an atmosphere uh, Create an atmosphere where we all can see clearly, but but what I want us to do, especially for us to have mothers, have wives, uh, have women in our lives, like stop taking the woman for granted. Amen. Like really, you know, uh, what what is the uh, we we had the the men's um, what do we have a men's weekend or overnight or something? I forgot what it was. Uh, in the sanctuary, and the number one line that that stood out was. You got that right. You know, because sometimes the guys will be like, you got that right. You got that right. You got that right. And you can wear that woman down. Yeah. I don't think he's supposed to make say that out loud. <laughs> Keep that on a QT. <laughs> right. But, but you can. Sometimes you can wear that woman down. And, and the thing is, like, you have to create an atmosphere for them to be healthy, strengthened, hold, and they can see clearly, and it's a benefit to everybody, right? It's a benefit to everybody. Um, yeah, that's why, you know, as people are coming up and they, before they even get into covenants, I say, listen, make sure that person values you first. Like, don't, don't, don't get into the covenant and then be looking for value a little bit late then. You know, make sure they value you first. And the thing is, like, you, you guys, women have great influence. And that influence decreases a thousand percent when you're in the presence of God. You have great influence. It increases a thousand percent when you're in the presence of God. Right now you're believing for stuff. It'll happen tomorrow if you get in the presence of God. So it's a combination of the uh, women getting into a place where you can hear clearly from God. But it's also a combination of us around them, assisting them by creating an atmosphere of appreciation, you know, atmosphere of love, you know, an atmosphere where they can heal. I shared this last thing when I met my wife. I told you I came from Newark, New Jersey, right? So I met my wife, so I was coming out of my own little funk. So again, I'm looking for a wife, and I'm looking for what I need. <laughs> or maybe better say what I want, <laughs> right? And so she had been broken. Now, I didn't recognize this when I first got married. So I come right in with expectations and demands. You married to me, this is how we roll. This is how we're going to do it. You got to flow like this, do like this, be like this. Do oh, why would you do that? Don't do that. Don't that. Hey, no, nah, no, nah, that's not how you do that. You want to do this, this, here. So I, I'm, I come in with demands. So it's almost like, 
it's almost like uh, we we used to we let's say we ran every day together, and something happened and she broke her ankle. So I get out the next morning and go, let's go running. Well, she can't go run, can she? Because she has a broken ankle, right? So what happens? The ankle has to heal. But when the ankle heals, I go, okay, let's go run this 10 miles. She still can't run, can she? Because the ankle has to be strengthened. So God said, son, I brought you in her life, one, to create an atmosphere for her to heal first. Then create an atmosphere where she could be strong. Now you can expect some things. But you can't keep breaking her and expecting. You, you keep trying to, you keep breaking her and expecting things, you're just going to get a hysterical woman. That was a nice version. Y'all know what I mean by that. <laughs> right? And so that's the thing. We have to create, even these sons, <clears throat> even these sons, you got to be, you got to be, you got to create an atmosphere for, for that woman to heal. It's a benefit to you. you you'll get a, a very wise woman. Right? So, now, so that's what we have to work to do. Those that are around these mothers and these women and these people that are trying to prepare themselves to, to be wives, uh, create an atmosphere where they can heal. Because we have a level of strength. We can do it. But we got to rise up out of being little boys sometimes. Not putting nobody down and saying nobody's name. But sometimes we got to rise up out of that and, 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 and lead by creating atmosphere. Lead by having a powerful atmosphere. All right, because uh, we have some great, great, wonderful women. All right, so I want to do something uh, before.